mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi guys, welcome back to High Priestess. I'm Erin. I'm Persephone. And today we're going to talk about confidence and hopefully you're going to listen. Shall we get straight into it? Let's just go straight in. Confidence. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Is there a defining moment that you can think of that your confidence was really shaken? What's the first moment you think of? It's quite a personal question, I guess. So we're going straight in. 100% though, yeah. Take it away. You have the floor. So I need to preface it with, I think throughout my entire life, I've always been told you were just a confident person, but almost like with an element of like surprise. Oh, how are you so confident? Do you know what I mean? You're just such a confident person. Things like that. And I think I've always had like people coming at me with like an element of like, how did you get that? Like, why? Like, what about you? Like, it's almost like an entitlement thing. You know what it is? And you're going to absolutely hate this. It's not reflective of you, but that situation is... Mm-hmm. the whole discourse around how did you get confident how did you get confident or I just love your body confidence and it's someone who is bigger and it's like I just wish I had the confidence like you to 100%. wear shorts and it's like right so you think that I'm not good enough to be wearing shorts there's the undertone of surprise it's like why should I not be confident kind of Lizzo posting a picture of herself in a bikini and everyone being like you're so brave clap 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 you're so brave it's like no but yeah like you're not it's not brave yeah, it's like, why is that brave? Yes, completely. And I think there's definitely been an element with me of, like, um, people are so confused to see a confident woman. Since how old, do you think? Well, I definitely was, like, a confident child and a confident teenager. And I think... I also think a lot of this has comes down to popularity and that I've always been popular, so I've been taught that that's how you occupy the world. But I think the moment where it was shaken was I joined a drama club when I was... And I'd always been involved in, like, drama. We were just talking about this earlier, that in High School Musical, you identified as Gabriella. Yeah. I identified as a Sharpay. Yeah, I was told it. Yeah. Classic. So I think when I joined a drama club, I think I was in... I think I was about 14, 15. And it was a specific drama club where everyone was a lot older than me. And I was the youngest one. And I thought they were all so talented. Like, I literally thought they were incredible. Basically, the club was called... The club was called Whippersnappers. Why? And I... <laughs> Because that means like young, I honestly don't even know, but the name was called Whippersnappers. And I would be like, oh my God, I've got the whippersnapper feeling. Like before I go, but I've got the whippersnapper feeling. Like I don't know what is the whippersnapper feeling. Later to find out if that's called social anxiety. Yeah, you were nervous. And I think that was the first time when I realised, oh my God, like you're, you're not this confident person. Like you have the capacity to be like incredibly insecure. Did something happen in the, what were the classes like? Were you shy? Like, were you not being loud? Like, what was it? What was different? I was just the youngest. I was the youngest. But you know when you're the youngest in a group and you're not the baby, you're not being like, oh my God, she's so cute. Yeah, you're too old to be cute. You're kind of ugly, pubescent. Yeah, you're just the young one. Like, it's just kind of like catch up. It's not like, oh my God, you can play the baby. It's like, no, you're, you just need to be as good. So I was definitely like super insecure in that way. And I think that then bled into like, you know, when you're, you're usually with your peer group at school and suddenly when you're with like a lot older and you're the Mm. like child of the situation, it's like, oh, fuck. And also you're the oldest of your siblings. Yeah. And I always, I'm the oldest of my siblings. I'm pretty old in the year. I'm a December birthday. Big old Capricorn energy. And it's, I think it was like, you're not the leader of this gang. You can't be. What about you? Was there a moment when your confidence was shaken? Was there a moment when my confidence was shaken? Mm, lots of moments that my confidence has been shaken, but nothing like that. I'm quite impressed with the... That was exactly what I wanted from you. <laughs> well, that's just one moment that I remember thinking, oh, you're not you're not the main character. Like, you're, you're not the one that's like, come on, guys, we're gonna... I, well, that's an area that I'd always taken charge, like, in drama. Right. 
And then that was one where it's like, no, you're not in charge here. Was it like an ensemble of them? Or was there one kind of girl that had the spotlight? And do you know what I mean? There was one girl that I thought was so cool. And she had like a bit of like a punky look. And I thought she was oh, so I cool. I mean, she would, wouldn't she? She had like a side fringe in the days where like oh, people classic. had side fringe. But her side fringe was like especially cool. Kind of went over one eye. <laughs> but like, do you know what I mean? It was a bit too long. I'm sure she regrets that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she like can't see out of one eye. Like, it's been so strange. <laughs> she's like fully got one, like she's blind in one eye. There was also a guy that was like a lot older. Also, I fancied someone in the group that we were doing like a love scene. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. We were doing, we were like lovers in the play and I basically fell in love with him. And then there was also a guy that was a lot older who I just thought was honestly like the next Johnny Depp. Like I was like, he's... How old? He must have been like... How old are these? Were these people like 40? <laughs> you were like 15 years old So maybe I was like 12, 13, 13, 14 sort of thing. Like I'd say around 13 um, and they were probably like 16, 17. Yeah. They looked so cool. Oh, so they're really cool. And you're like a loser. Like, you're kind of like full knickers and year six was not far from you. My boobs are still growing at this point. Like, they're still growing. And they're kind of having sex. And these people are like, that. we've got to go out for a cigarette. And I'm like, oh my God. Completely, yeah. Okay, let me think. What was the confidence about what you felt like you weren't the leader you were confident in leading and that was shaken you were confident in your talent I think it was my positioning within the group yeah the dynamic I think that was like my positioning within the group I've always been like in the group not even in a leadering way just in the in the group like a a voice within the group were you allowed like child and teenager I was quite like a precocious child maybe not so much as a teenager I'm not sure I've I've definitely always been like opinionated can you give me some more but I want to hear yours though I don't know what mine... I don't have anything interesting to say. So I'm really interested by yours. (laughs) Like, I can't think of one moment. Wait, so why can't you think of one moment? Have you... You just feel like... Has your confidence always been strong or has your confidence always been shaky? I don't necessarily... I wouldn't say my confidence has always been shaky, but I wouldn't say my confidence has always been strong either. Mm. But there isn't really one moment that has shaken me also i just want to say that we've been we're discussing this because we've got some comments that say the things like you guys just have such a great sense of self like you guys just really know who you are and things like that and which is amazing that it appears that way i love the sound i (laughs) love love to hear it (laughs) but it's also quite interesting because that's not so much how we would perceive ourselves and i would look at other people and think oh my god you have such a great sense of self Mm. and sense of self has never been like a conscious thing i think for either of us now it is for me oh really i think over the past few years my sense of self has been a conscious thing for me i would say recently like within the last few weeks who i am has been called into question in specific ways like what i want and things like that i think over the past like i it's different but i think i've had to think a lot about my sense of self since i was probably about 16 because i had to move out when i was 16 yeah and so and that was on me like i think it was more so that I don't know, I was an only child and I was pretty quiet and very peaceful and no one was no one would really interrupt that. That was never really interrupted by anything. Mm. But when it was and I was slightly older, I felt like I should have had someone to um like save me and it wasn't happening. The months were like weeks time was passing, no one was saving me. And I was like, shit, I'm gonna have to I'm going to actually have to speak. I'm going to actually have to raise my hand and, like, speak for myself. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to have to cause a scene. Yeah, completely. And a scene was caused. And it was great. And I think I... I just think it was part of my awareness of myself that I was quiet. And so... And not out of any reason out of confidence. It's not for lack of confidence. It was more... I think it's twofold. I was quiet because, in a way, I just... I much prefer to observe, for the most part. And, like... Almost for your safety. Like, it's, yeah. it's safer to just be an observer rather than be the one that's, like... Risking it all. Um, fighting. But also, then, the other part of it was kind of... I don't want to say I looked down on everyone, but, like... <laughs> in If I'm quiet in a situation, it's probably because I think you're a dumb bitch and, like, I feel like I don't... The things that I'm going to yeah. talk about are not going to interest you and you're just not going to be able to comprehend my yeah. scope. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not going to... Like, if you want to talk about X, Y, and Z but you have no understanding of A, B, and C, which is where my 
your understanding is coming from yeah if we're just not compatible i'll be quiet i'll, I'll give i'll you know i'll entertain you i'll humor you i'll give you the space i'll give you the stage yeah. you can have your fun you can make your jokes and i'll make you feel great i'll laugh and i'll clap and i'll be an amazing observer but yeah then i just actually had to i had to um back myself when what was was there a point when you decided i'm gonna back myself when i had to move out i was like this is a long story I'm not going to go into it but I had to leave my family home as a child as a refugee of my own home um because I don't know it wasn't safe for me it wasn't safe emotionally or physically it was it was you know it got to a point I had to leave and that in itself is quite an extreme situation that it doesn't really make sense for for you not to be extreme completely is that you can't be calm in a situation that isn't calm even though I was calm but like you can't be quiet in a loud situation because no one will hear you if you're whispering when everyone else is shouting you need to be loud you need to raise your voice also you kind of owe it to yourself in a place where you are being mistreated it's like wait I'm now it's come to a point where I have to say something completely yeah I think that situation and then I came out alive thank god and i think that was just like oh okay well i've done that and i felt really good for doing that and it worked out and it it was it was really like liberating so it was like okay well then fuck you lot i'm just gonna talk the most shit i'm gonna start a podcast like i'm gonna i'm gonna be loud like you're gonna know about it i love that i think that was the moment because before then i had no everything was fine it was peaceful i had no reason to announce anything Mm. do you know what i mean and then i think the more that you see things that you don't want to go untested i don't know if it's so much about confidence as much as it was about finding i don't want to say finding my voice because that's cringe but just like using my voice i know i love finding my voice i do think it is a thing of finding your voice though because it's like if you think your voice is invalid and then suddenly it's like oh no i need to use this for my safety Mm. it's like realizing the power of like oh if i just speak up for myself i can get out yeah i can be safe i love that so now i think that situation has obviously shaped my whole confidence Uh, like in me now today in that situation that you described that shook your confidence what have been like the hangovers of that if any yeah I definitely think there have been hangovers from that and I think it it was sort of pointing to rather than being like a one-off thing of like in this specific group you feel stressed oh my god god I just got an email saying Cineworld cinemas are reopening what when best news ever I'm still not going for another like four months probably no me neither but I'm glad to see my favorite place my home is reopening yeah I think it kind of pointed to a larger issue in that's something that I would face throughout my own my whole life um rather than just like this specific group makes you anxious it's like your sense of self is so at the center it's so based in ego that you are the center of the group that when you find that you're not you're going to be shook every time every time that you get placed or like on the peripheries of a situation it's going to shake your ego so badly mm. Or when you feel like a dynamic has been set up without you and you're coming in late. Yeah, I think I'd be really uncomfortable with that. Yeah, 100%. If you if I feel like I'm late to something or kind of um, just missing the communication, like I feel that everyone else has an understanding that I have missed, I would have to take it upon myself to be like, okay, what about this is unsettling to you? So for example, a seminar? 100%. When I went to uni... Oh, that's what you're getting at, I see. That's what I was getting at. Got it. Um, 100... (laughs) Therapist. Erin knows my life story better than me. So that definitely, definitely came into play at university. When I went to uni, sat down in my first seminar, I was ready. I had my books. I was ready to learn. I was like, learning, this is my whole thing. English literature, I can do this. Math, it's the same in every country. I'm in for this. I know know what I'm doing. It's books. I can do this. It's books and talking. Sat down. Boy, oh boy, boy, were you wrong. I sat down, the, the teacher goes, <laughs> okay guys, let's just go around the class and we're all going to say our names, little fun fact about ourselves. My tummy starts hurting. Oh God, my tummy's turning, I'm feeling kind of homesick, too much pressure and I'm nervous. They go round. They're going round. Here we go. It's coming up to me. Could be sick at this moment. Um, because for some reason, that kind of setting, I've always said that my anxious scenario is a group between, I think it's 11 to 20 is my like group that I've always said is like that's not good for me it's too much which is a weird saying Mm. I've had for ages like if it's between 11 and 20 or like what I can't remember the numbers now kind of the thing that we were saying before about I'm just not a morning person it's like oh now you put yourself in a box you're gonna make it worse it's like oh what so if there's 10 you're fine exactly yeah what about 10 and a half (laughs) I think I've always said my justification for that has always been oh but you don't want it in a group where you either want it where you say nothing at all or where you're in a group of three and you're the main like you're one of the main 
main people talking. If you just have one chance to speak mm. and you fuck it up, that's the worst thing ever. Like, you don't want to just have one chance and... You've got one chance to speak. But that's kind of a seminar to me. It's like, you've got one chance to prove your point and say it or, like, say, hello, my name is Persephone and my fun fact is that I read the colour purple over the summer holidays, which is what I said. <laughs> I start crying. <laughs> which is exactly what, what I said. That's a fun fact about you. You read the colour purple. Well, no, I think we had to say what's one book we'd read the summer before and I said, oh, I read the colour purple say, by Alice Walker. You fucked it. That's not a no, fun no, no. fact. <laughs> no, we had to say the book that we said and then the girl next to me like turned to me and was like, oh my God, yeah, I love that. And I like couldn't keep eye Oh, she threw you off. I couldn't keep eye contact. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, move on. Did you ignore her? I think That's I, like, quite bad. You've just given a speech. Someone says, oh my God, I love that too. They're nodding. They're trying to make genuine interaction and you're like, oh, shut the fuck up. Well, I think I did say something. I think I was like, yeah, 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 I love it. Yeah, and then I like, quickly yeah. looked at the person next to me, like take the pressure off me. Like you can feel everyone's eyes on you, which is was I think was a strange thing because I, I love having people's eyes on me. Like I love that shit. If it's like an audience of people, yeah. God, that's my jam. In that situation where it's like, you're going to get a minute of shine and then it's going to be handed over. I think I'm uncomfortable with that. Yeah, and it's like, you have to make that minute incredibly shining. Or then you're the you're the nervous girl you're the forever. Loser. Yeah. yeah. Not going to happen. Just going back to what you said about people being shocked by your confidence. Where do you think your confidence came from? I think I was just always raised with like a sense of like importance elaborate but i also this this leads into a question that i was going to ask you in that in our popularity episode we talk about the fact we've always been popular at school okay and i think my confidence is only so much from me as it is from, yeah. the, from the external things that i've just been fed oh i was gonna ask you something oh really does the same thing am i gonna step on you well i was just gonna say that I, we've been i've been fed an important sense of self by the world mm. so of course i think oh well i'm happy being the center yeah because your friends have been the center too you've been in the center group yeah well I was gonna ask you I guess um maybe the theoretical question behind that is your sense of confidence derived more from yourself internally or derived externally from others you're joking I literally wrote in my notes confidence colon external slash yeah, end internal question mark yeah we should start a podcast <laughs> I know I know we really should <laughs> Well, can you go first? Because I've been talking my ass off. Um, okay, it's my confidence. It's annoying because I was thinking I was going to ask you this, not ask myself. Well, I, yeah, well, I was thinking I was going to ask you this. Um, it's my confidence in myself or others. It's my confidence in myself or others. Well, yeah, we've both been fed. Because that's what I was going to say when I told you to elaborate when you say, as a child, I was always fed that I was important, a sense of importance, mm. etc. Same. But I think I express my confidence in a different way to you. And I think also yeah. I have a different the things that we want from situations are different or the ways that we act or manipulate situations are different Mm -hmm. and even though i think our confidence at certain ages would have in a way paralleled one another i reckon in situations we would behave very differently i.e our parents getting divorced and you like made it a A really fun story yeah you made it a show for attention i built a narrative and made it a show yeah yeah whereas i didn't kind of why would you do that (laughs) which is just boring <laughs> but I know that you and I behave differently. Which, by the way, we will discuss. We are doing a parents and divorce episode at some point where we will go into. We will, yeah. Because we've had lots of requests, but. Yep. It's just like, God, you're asking for the work, guys. Like, you don't ask much, do you? <laughs> we give you a little 30 second snippet on a podcast. Don't say I don't treat you. <laughs> Yeah, I just wonder in ways that I think we both would have had good or like a strong sense of self, etc, whatever, a good understanding of our own confidence, even at a young age, I wonder why they were expressed differently. Do you know what I mean? Completely. I think it's interesting that people are shocked by your confidence. I would I would just love to know why. Well, the reason that I'm hung up on this is because I, I, I think the opposite in the way that even though that is the same for me, I've been told I'm the Gabriella, I, in a way that makes me worse. As in that, that um, acts as something that deteriorates, it's counterproductive, it, it deteriorates my confidence more so. In what way? Remember I said to you, in school, they do superlatives. Love it. And at the end of maybe sixth form or something, they did like most likely to blah, 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 blah. And there was one prettiest girl. They did prettiest girl, prettiest boy. Very, I don't think you could do that now, but 
No, this wasn't even long ago. No, it sounds absolutely horrific. But just in the sense, I reckon they would do prettiest, but I don't think they would split it, girl and boy. Mm, sounds pretty awful. Yeah, well, anyway, and I was thinking, oh my God, if you won prettiest girl, like you just can't, you can never think you're not pretty because you've won it. Like You've got an award to prove it. It's it's a validating thing. You can never say, oh my God, I just hate my, my face again. You've got the award to prove it. So what, everyone's lying to you. I'm just, I just hate the way I look. I hate the way I look, blah, 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 blah. And I remember thinking, yeah. you win prettiest girl, you're, you're set, basically. Like, you can never think I'm not pretty. I was quite truant. And I'd heard whispers of this girl being nominated for prettiest girl. And that was what I was thinking. Oh, my God. Well, if she wins that, she can never think that she's not pretty. Blah, blah, blah. She can never think that. Come to the day. This is a real weird flex, but okay. On the day, um, sat in the thing. And the guy who was organising the awards was like, Erin you've won something and I was mortified I was like oh my god I'm gonna have won like yeah most likely to not turn up for school <laughs> or like I thought like oh shit like I'm about to get absolutely like torn apart like this is not a good feeling fuck like I've won something bad I didn't in any way think that I was nominated I didn't know that I was nominated for anything because I was I wasn't fucking turning up I wasn't there when they did the <laughs> votes I literally didn't know this whole thing had been happening yeah and then got there and they were like oh most prettiest boy whatever pretesh I think who <laughs> prettiest pretesh's boy prettiest girl Erin Emerali everyone does a clap okay amazing that's me by the way and then move on to the next thing and I the, I just honestly well shifting moment yeah world shifting moment but in the worst way because the first immediately everyone's clapping and my friends are going Woo, yeah like blah, blah, blah. everyone's like re-screaming and it's just like tunnel vision looking around the assembly thinking oh absolutely which one of you motherfuckers voted for a different girl oh god which one of you right now in this room is thinking how the fuck did that ugly girl win no. prettiest girl yeah i'm thinking oh this is bad this is a bad moment because you're thinking you don't believe it you you just don't i just didn't believe it which sounds again it sounds stupid it sounds like i'm being like guys when i was 16 when i was 18 i won prettiest girl blah, blah blah but it's when you win well when i when that happened it was like i know there i know there are people who disagree i know that's not true so it just if you're willing to not believe it you're if you're willing it's the same it's the same thing that we always say if you're how do you say it you'll find the evidence for what you choose to believe a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Absolutely. So even though the evidence is you've won this award, you're still thinking undeserving. Well, you're also, you're going to be tallying up the people. So you didn't vote, you, like what, this must have been a 51-49 split. Exactly. This is a Brexit situation. Well, th this must be a joke even. I was literally thinking this must be a joke. But now I'm like, yeah, fuck you lot, Prius girl. <laughs> 2K15. <laughs> we always say this in terms of like career, of like, so once we've done this thing, then you cannot be insecure about anything. Once you've done that one thing, 
I, de- I definitely mm. used to think there's quite a lot of like, once I've reached a size eight, I will never be sad again. It's I'll crazy. be 100% happy. It's almost like, once you've won prettiest girl, you can never think ugly. Yeah, you can, because you will just discount it. You can, you'll just discount every single bit. Like, I need to get an A in maths. And I need to get this job. I need to do this. As soon as he's my boyfriend, as soon as they like me, then I'm good enough. It's like, no, no, the human condition, you will never be good enough. You may as well just be happy. This is what I also think with confidence being internal, with an internal sense of self. If you're trying to fill the void of, so you have a, not you, one has a lack of confidence and you win prettiest girl or you get the boy that you think will validate you and you're trying to fill your void, your confidence void with all of these things. But it's never good enough because you can literally just discount all of these things unless yep. it literally comes from like an innate sense of self, which I literally, do not message me saying, how do you build that? Because I don't have a fucking clue. Mm, I think I know, but we'll get around to it. Well, I think I know, but it doesn't help anyone because it's like, maybe she's born with it. Like it literally That's is like, the thing, you everything sounds cliche until you understand it. Yeah. I think a lot of the discourse around confidence and sense of self and blah, 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 and, and contentment and happiness and success sounds really, really cliche until you're in it yourself and you've like got a grip of it. Because I think up until that point, you're looking for the quick fix. You're looking for the... You're typing in how to lose a stone in two weeks. Oh my goodness. You're typing in like how to be how to be smart, how to be funny, how to be... Pre- like you're, you're... When you're preoccupied with the fickle things, the superficial stuff, it does all sound like ridiculous cliche. But it's only once you've got a grip of how fickle that really is, then you can see that the cliche really is the only stuff that actually means anything. And it's not tangible. Yeah, and those things don't actually result in happiness. Those things could contribute towards your happiness, but they will not bring it about themselves. Like, those things independently, like, absolutely. Oh, my God, if I just have the perfect dress for this event, I will just be so happy forever. Like, I just need to walk in and be like, Mm -hmm. wow, at the fucking prom, you want, like, this big moment. Like, I don't know. Yeah, your Hermione moment. The things people dream of. (laughs) Yeah, you saw Hermione at the Yule Ball, and you just think, if that was me, I would be so happy. (laughs) But it's so true. Think now, how many instances have there been where you placed happiness on a moment or an achievement or a tick box, a check and a goal? And now that feels like distant history. And that was months ago and you're still miserable and you immediately complete it and you're moving on to the next. Absolutely. Constantly. We've all done it. I remember this exact thing. Such a good example of that was that I did this. I had this thing where I was going to read poetry to an audience. Was I there? You were there. You were present in the audience. I was. This wasn't actually that long ago. And it was a... I took part in like a six week sort of program of up and coming London poets it was very cool it was cool but also I was everyone else there was like established poets and I was very much like I don't know how I'm here like I don't know why I'm in this group like <laughs> yeah what's going on and at the end we had to read our poetry to like an audience and I remember thinking if I do this I will never be sad again I will never mm. be nervous I will have ticked off the biggest accomplishment like that is such a terrifying thing for me to do one write a fucking poem to read it to an audience like that I couldn't even comprehend it and after I did it I was exhilarated like you were there oh it was so good Uh, to be honest I'm not gonna lie I killed it the whole room (laughs) bawling with laughter I must say my inner stand-up comedian came out (laughs) laughter with you by the way oh yeah absolutely the whole room bawling with laughter it wasn't a sad poem it was a comedy (laughs) turns out it was a comedy it's satirical yeah it was genius and it was well in my mind I absolutely killed it yeah you did I came out of it I remember I was on the train home with my flatmates I was like I will never be sad again I was like I don't know when I remember saying I don't think I'll ever come down from this Little did you know? Cut to and oh how quickly the um validation yeah. wears off. Like it oh, comes completely. Down. The veil is thin. Well, the next morning you wake up in your in your room and it's kind of covered in the clothes from the night before of like what mm-hmm. I was planning on wearing and you're like oh okay I guess I'll make a cup of tea. Like it's it's like when yeah. the claps the, the distant sound of claps are fading. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's suddenly very quiet. Yeah, suddenly quiet in that room and you think oh maybe I should write another poem. Like it's sort of it's like true, you're just chasing yeah. this thing. But if you if you have a thing that your instantly your your internal monologue is just clapping for yourself anyway, then you don't need it. But I'm there going, come on, let's hear the applause. <laughs> Completely. Yeah. Just thinking about people being like, How are you so confident? Blah 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 blah. And I reckon it's a lot about how women aren't expected to be confident. Do you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, completely. I think that is the crux of it. I think it's more about how a woman occupies the space and you aren't necessarily womanly in the way that you occupy the space. 
I actually think just thinking about it just in that moment. Yeah. Um, I think because I've definitely been raised by like a lot of like strong female figures. Yeah. That it's not unheard for a woman to be like ruling the room and like ha- saying her opinions and then for, in a group mm. then when you put in a classroom situation when you're in a group of boys and everyone's kind of like oh god oh god oh god it's wouldn't be un- it wouldn't be natural for me to like not say my opinion i maybe have a more masculine approach in quotes masculine societally approach to like my own opinions or stating my opinions Mm, I agree with you and I actually also I agree with you but I also think it's complex because I've had a very similar situation and that I think the most like the most guiding force in my life has been my nan um, who I just can't seem to shut up about oh she's a priestess she's in every episode she really is what's her name by the way why don't I know her name well she has quite a few names (laughs) she goes by many names she honestly is a faceless man yeah she has yeah truly (laughs) alter egos yeah she's she doesn't well so she would say call her betty that's so funny that's hysterical because i said to you this was ages ago when we were coming up with yeah but betty is like rizzo well no that's so long ago we said think think of our conversation we had a thing where we were saying to each other what names would suit each other and i said i said what name for me and you said betty and i got offended I said, that's a fucking old woman's name and you kept saying no like rizzo but it is like rizzo but that's funny that you thought my name would be your nan's name <laughs> you see me as your nan but i i obviously don't see my nan as a woman called betty i see her as nan yeah but still if i said to you oh you really suit the name merville you suit the name well, Merville, which is my obscure. nan's name, my grandma's name. <laughs> that's far more obscure, but also it's more about... You just really, I don't know where I'm getting this from, the name Merville for you. <laughs> but my nan has like 10 names. Got it, okay, go on. Like she actually does have like 10 names, like one from a communion and one from when she was a kid and Got one it. of this and one of that. One in Ireland, one in England, one in London, one in Dublin. Yeah, you know I mean, like she, you know. Yeah. She cares about, some may say. And she is um, definitely, in a societal sense, a masculine presence. She's been single the whole time I I knew her because my granddad died, unfortunately. And she has always, and even both, my mum too, have always been like, you need to, if you're going to be with a boy, you need to be with a boy who is going to like do the housework. Oh, that's the dream. I've definitely been taught, especially by my nan, to like lead to lead yeah to be in charge and like not wait to be led yeah like my nans are so independent to make decisions for other people completely yeah (laughs) to be a control freak (laughs) to be a dictator (laughs) yeah to be literally a dictator but my nan is definitely like strong-willed and headstrong and so i think i'm really really headstrong but i also think i'm a bit of an aaron burr and i like to you know um what does he say he says there's nothing like summer in the city (laughs) He does say that, yeah. But he also says something about... He says, I'm a trust fund, baby. You can trust me. You can trust me. Every proclamation guarantees free ammunition for your enemies. Oh my God, I've got shivers. In his voice as well. And it's just like, yeah, I don't go spewing... I mean, here I am on a podcast, but I don't go spewing my opinions, <laughs> even though you might think that I do. Because the more you give, the more people have to use against you. I completely agree. So I feel like... I agree with you. I've had a very like matriarchal sense of of life and sense of myself within the world and like occupying space. But I think I've also been more observant, probably because I'm an air sign, because we like to keep our intelligence. I think it's about intelligence thinking that you're above people. And so to spare them the insecurity of like, you're not going to understand me, so I may (laughs) as well just shut up. It's a crazy thing to think. It's a joke. Like, that's a crazy, that's a rudest thing. But it's so true. I don't think I think it, by the way, on a conscious level. But I reckon there's a bit of a, a Libran air about me that is just like... I just won't bother. Yeah, it's just kind of like my mind is not facilitated by you when you just want to talk about, like, fake tan. Oh, that's fucking rude. It's fucking gutting, but it's also true. Oh, I'll talk about fake tan till the sun goes down. Well, I want to talk about the patriarchal and the... Yeah. Like, racial issues of fake tan. I don't want to talk about which one is going to give me a bronzy glow. Well, I want to talk about it all, and then I also kind of want to talk about how I've been putting coconut hair, coconut oil on my hair, making a mask. Like, I want to talk about it all. Yeah, because I'm also really um, traditionally feminine in lots of ways. I think that's where the confusion is, though. I think that's yeah. the thing of why are they shocked when why are they shocked that you're confident is in you act traditionally masculine in the fact you you are not scared to put your opinions across, but you look traditionally feminine. Completely, like when. I got my results. Remember I told you this? I got my results and my head of year, 
they were obviously amazing grades and my head of year sat me down and she, and she pulled them out and she was like, <gasps> she was like oh my god I didn't think you were oh yeah well I just didn't and I was like sorry what was that and she was like no, no no I just I just didn't you know huh, doesn't matter I shouldn't say that what was she saying? It's like, well, because I'm the fucking hot girl. You thought I was a dumb bitch. So she was going to say she thought you're... She thought I was dumb because I'm a girl. Results were going to be shit. Yeah. Because you're pretty. Because the boys fancy me, so I must be dumb. How hilarious is that? It's like... No, bitch. Gabrielle Montez, motherfucker. <laughs> it's kind of book smart. It's kind of book smart of like, you can be both. You could have been, um, have all the bo- you could have had all the boys fancying you, and you could have got four point oh on the GPA. Give immaculate hand jobs or whatever she says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like oh, we could have done both. It's like yeah, you literally could do both. Yeah, you could have. So that poor little teacher was only doing one. But you're two thousand and late. Yeah, Miss Savile, she was a fucking cunt. She sounds like one. I hate that bitch. <laughs> I actually really hate her. One time I was on my period and I wanted to leave to go to the toilet and pee and she knew I was on my period because I already said I'm on my period to try and get out of doing pee. She didn't let me. And then she wouldn't let me go to the toilet and I was like, I'm fully going to get my tampon out and shove it in your fucking mouth if you don't let me go. I didn't say that, but I thought it as I walked away calmly. (laughs) (laughs) That is hilarious. That is actually Also, I don't use tampons anymore. Moon cup queen. Sustainable queen. Plastic free periods. (laughs) I'm going to get my moon cup out and shove it in your fucking mouth. yeah i'm gonna take my makeup out and pour it down your throat <laughs> teachers were crazy like te- teachers be crazy man <laughs> there's, there's like about yeah, meanwhile, I'm saying I'm going to get my moon cup out and pour it down their throat. And I'm like, teachers are crazy. Luke, they are crazy. I remember thinking of PE, I had some fucking crazy situations. PE teachers, 100% sample size of psychopaths. No sane woman thinks I'm going to be a PE teacher. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Message us if you are a PE teacher and you're a nice, normal human being. I think I think female PE teachers hate girls. Absolutely. Completely agree. So it's like, just go and fucking teach the boys then, you fucking bitch. <laughs> You've got issues. You can see our trauma coming out. No, I think they've got... They're sociopaths. They want to control. They want to force everyone to run, run, run. They like to see people... They want to see you sweat. They want to see you red in the face. They want to see people... They want to see women in pain. Yeah. (laughs) I'm on my period. I've got blood coming out of me and I feel like I've got knives in my fucking womb. But you want to see me run from... Do a fucking beep test. Beep. Go faster. Oh, God. Absolutely fuck off. Do you want to hear the crazy thing that this this PE teacher said to me? Yeah. So she's the headmaster's wife. And the headmaster was also... His wife. Okay, got who's it. Who's a teacher. And who they were both teachers. And they were both PE teachers. Oh. So me and my friend, it was raining for PE. And we had to go outside. Disgusting. Oh, in the, in the days when you're, you're a fucking 13-year-old, you're insecure. You've just spent all morning straightening your hair. Straightening your hair. Exactly. Straightening your hair, putting your makeup on because you're insecure. And you're, the boy you fancy is fucking next door. Mm. I'm sorry we live in a patriarchal world. Yeah. And also, I'm just living my best life over here while you're an ugly 35-year-old PE teacher who hates herself. I'm sorry that your boyfriend thinks about someone else while he's fucking you. Now move on. Stop taking out. On me and you want me to play hockey <laughs> fuck off <laughs> <laughs> and you want me to play fucking lacrosse are you mad are you out of your goddamn mind love it so we took our umbrellas outside because we were like we're not doing this we're just going to stand outside with our umbrellas because we're not fucking getting our hair wet oh i can i can see it now so yeah you can imagine and she was literally like and she said to us literally crossed her arms and she's like um girls you're lucky that you're even at school you're lucky that you're not getting oh. whipped whilst you're at <gasps> school you're lucky to be here so can you put those umbrellas away and take this seriously please whip me bitch and it's like you just told me i am lucky whip lucky me i'm so grateful that you're not whipping me right now wow it's like God, you're actually out of your goddamn mind a white woman a white woman whipped dear I mean, it's insane but we used to be quite bad to pe teachers i would love to do an episode on school and like makeup and uniform patriarchal rules i think it comes up quite a lot in this podcast yeah. i spoke because i speak to some of my friends from school about the podcast and they were saying it's interesting how much school comes up mm. because it is quite a recurring theme well, it's so formative but i think yeah it's like it does teach you about like political systems from a really young age like it's such a political sort of hub mm. where like all the structures that we have in later yeah. life are, in, are at play but with a really small condensed system and i think also we look back and are like if only i had the vocab that i do now i think there's so much do you know what i mean it's like you're lucky that you had me at 14 where i just took my earrings out and kept quiet yeah Yeah. you're fucking lucky motherfucker you are so lucky see me in the streets miss savile (laughs) 
I always think this though, I would love to go back in time, time machine, get me in a TARDIS, but I'm me, I've got my brain, but I look like I was yeah. then, my hair was straightened within an inch of its life, I had the foundation lips on, I'm ready to go. Oh, amazing. I'm ready to go. Yeah. And oh my god the things I would say the th- just I have the intelligence I have now and all the lessons defo I definitely did put up a fight though yeah but I wasn't I put up a fight but it was no it wasn't articulate enough not as well as quipped exactly yeah it was it was kind of you're just a bitch anyway well I kind of was going at that I remember saying there was a stupid guy called Miss, Miss- oh, I'm actually not I'm gonna stop saying my teacher's names because yeah like, <laughs> they the literally fuck. get letters <laughs> There was a stupid guy, teacher, male teacher, and he was kicking off about wearing makeup. And so I went a thing of, of like, why does a 35-year-old man get to tell me, a 13-year-old girl, yeah. what I can put on my face based on his sexuality and his preferences that he has towards young kids? Absolutely, yeah. And that was, I think, pretty good for a 13-year-old yeah. or whatever. But now I would be like... I, to be honest, now I would, like... Oh, this is a bit much for a podcast, but I was going to say I would trick him into, like, touching me and get him fired. <laughs> I have so much like anger. <laughs> no, but the thing is, I don't, I don't think that that is extreme though, because it's like it's not tricking them into it. They would do that. Well, yeah, if you were going to touch me, you're going to touch me. Also, there are so many things at school that I just thought you were attracted to me. You as a teacher. Oh, 100%. You were attracted to my fucking friends. We had one teacher that came up to us once and he was dodgy anyway. And he was kind of the hot teacher. So everyone kind yeah. of fancied him. But and he was also a PE teacher. So psychopath anyway. Psycho. Psycho. Absolute psycho. It's like <sighs> your personality is you have a six pack. So you became. Yeah. You yeah. thought you could teach people about it. Like you're fucking yeah. weird. And you want ch- young children to fancy you. You're a freak. Ooh, yeah. That's an interesting dynamic. It's completely true. You want. You know that the kids will fancy you and you love it. It is kind of part of the cell, though, because I would think, all right, if I'm going to be a teacher, I'll be a, like all the all the boys will fancy me. It's kind of a role. I don't think I have any desire for the kids to fancy. I don't, but I see how people get into the role. I don't, I don't. So honestly, catch me in like teaching school next week. <laughs> But yeah, and I remember he came up to like my group of friends and one of my friends was sitting there and she was kind of like pretty girl. Um, and he was like, oh my God, I had a dream about you last night. And she was like, oh, what was it about? And he was like, I can't tell you. And it's like, oh, you're a paedophile then. You're a paedophile then. Okay, you had... Well, let's get this guy killed. Well, I always, I'm going to, I have some fantasies about petrol bombing his house. <laughs> I'm down. I'm, I'm so down. down. Give us the name. So yeah, teach the psychopaths and... And that's the end of our podcast. Yeah, I would love to get more into that at a later date. We will. I think I have so many complex views about teaching. I reckon you lot have got good stories too, or horrific stories, but I reckon you lot have got good points to discuss. Yeah. Well, there's so many things about school. If you think fucking school uniform is a fucking scam, is an absolute fucking disgusting sexist scam. Well, let's save it. Let's save it. Let's no, I'm going through. It. Makeup. School <laughs> <regulations>. <laughs> disgusting, disgusting. We've already covered two points that are completely sexist. The fact that they segregate abilities at such an early age based on SATs results, which is disgusting, and mm. also based on your family's income. How were your SATs results, by the way? Stunning. <laughs> Just, but they do it based on your that... family's income as well. How disgusting is that? Yeah, horrific. So school is a scam and I hate it. <laughs> I actually don't, but I Same. would... Never I can't back. wait to re- reorganise the entire system. Same. Back to confidence. <laughs> so something interesting that I think... I was talking about this the other day. Of like, do you feel less or more confidence with within quarantine mm. and I was kind of thinking of it in terms of like you don't really look like yourself in quarantine because it's like you don't really put on looks and outfits and all this stuff you're not really going out you don't really look like yourself but do you feel more like yourself and I was thinking in terms of thinking about recording this podcast do you feel that your confidence comes from presenting yourself externally in a certain way like do you feel more confident when you've put on a look like makeup you're ready to be presentable in the world as you want or do you know what I mean like in the bath well, when you had this conversation days ago with me, I said, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> was it with you? God. Yeah, it was. It was, but... This is the thing I realised that I must... Re- I must go around having the same conversations with everyone. Yeah. Because I, I was saying it to my sister and my mum, like, do, do you feel... Because remember I said it was... Um, Lucy Moon was saying mm. her friend had said that she feels better when she's just in joggers, you remember? I remember, yeah. That she feels better in joggers, no makeup, whatever. But Lucy, Lucy Moon, was saying that she feels good when she's, like, got herself together and is, like, in a look. 
And I was kind of saying to them, to the screen that I was holding on the phone, I said to her, but she didn't hear me, <laughs> that it's a bit of both for me, I think. Yeah. I, I almost think it's not even about the external. It is about my state of mind in that moment. Because say I've got this look and it's a great look and I put it on on Monday and I'm feeling great. And in that way, then you could say that, yeah, my confidence is coming from the external. It's coming from a patriarchal facet of life. But in the same way, I could have that very same look and put it on next Monday and I'll be like, I look so ugly today. I look horrific. I hate myself. I have no confidence. And it's really not about the look and it's not about the patriarchal makeup and all of that. It's about my own internal. It's about perception. In the same way that some days I could be wearing nothing in a very natural state and feel really horrific and another time I could be wearing the exact same thing looking the exact same way physically nothing has changed but emotionally everything's different I yeah, yeah. feel great so yeah I think it's much more about my personal sense of self just on any given day and it really can change with any given day I don't think it's about with any given minute yeah like mine's not even the day it's like yeah it's any moment who knows yeah. where, how I could feel <laughs> god knows I could see the wrong thing yeah downward spiral from there i definitely feel good in a look but i also feel good not in a look and like and same for bad vice versa i think it's more about my internal so i wonder what it is then about do you agree i let me think or do you always feel better in a look no 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 i was thinking i completely agree that it's mixed i think i feel most myself when i am in like as little as possible kind of Mm. reading something I really like like watching something I really like or in a bath walking like with my dog do you know what I mean like I feel most myself when I'm like stripped back 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 like I think I feel most like confident in my like being of my soul when I'm like in as little as possible and kind of very much alone (laughs) like very much kind of doing my own thing yeah Yeah. your natural state but then again I completely feel confidence in in a look like I I love I love being in a look more than anything like I completely love that like cannot wait cannot wait to put on a fucking jumpsuit honestly I'm grinning at the thought yeah just honestly can't wait to be in a look yeah like honestly put on like lipstick like oh my god so what do you think it is then I don't know I guess they're two different areas of confidence one is like an innate confidence in yourself yeah and one is the confidence that comes with knowing people fancy you and are looking at you and thinking wow I love that that she's doing like I love her hair the confidence that comes from knowing the external things are looking at you and like the show that you're putting on yeah I love that and I also like they're different kinds of confidence for me I just wonder what changes within within the moments do you know what I mean what makes us have a bad confidence day or what makes us have a good confidence day is what's just it's just like hormones no, I think it's like you saw something. Do you know what I mean? Like my airy fairy mind is, yeah, exactly. It's like, what, how can I place that? Well, do you ever get it where you've been scrolling through something like in the morning? Like I, at the moment, I'm really not going on my phone in the morning because I just think it's a really horrific thing to do to your brain. Mm. But like, do you ever get it where you've been scrolling in the morning, scroll, 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 like you do like a 20 minute scroll, you get up and you're like, why do I feel bad? And it's like, you've seen something in that 20 minutes with the millions of things you've just consumed something didn't sit right with you probably all of it yeah but like there's there's been a thing like there was a moment that you just scrolled past and you saw something and something clicked in your head and you can't place what it was and you're having to like trace back your steps like what was it that's triggered me do you ever get that yeah but i don't even think it's one specific thing that i've saw i reckon it's a mixture of oh now i've just spent my morning scrolling Mm. and also and just being exhausted by i've set up my day by being completely stationary in my bed, just like moving my finger slightly and just like indulging in other people's lives. And you've set yourself up as peripheral. Like you are the watcher of other people's lives. Exactly, yeah. You're looking... Not the centre of your own morning. Yeah, yeah. But then I also think it's not... It doesn't even need to be that I've seen one specific thing. I think it's just the overall tone mm. of being peripheral. Just a lack of self. Yeah, completely. Sense of self. Because suddenly I'm seeing like kind of someone's friend's friend's comment on their pic and I'm indulging in a friendship group. I've never met these people. 
I'm like clicking to see where their dress is from and I don't even like it. Like my brain just feels very simultaneously over and underwhelmed. Not a good way to start a morning. <laughs> Completely. And meanwhile, it's like you've got like a delicious bit of pancakes that could be eaten downstairs yeah. and like a stack of like Harry Potter books behind you that you could be yeah. reading. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got stuff that you... I definitely feel that from like, God, I am surrounded by like amazing yeah. things. Like my dog is downstairs. I have so many things. I could fucking read the rest of Lord of the Rings right now, but I spend my fucking morning... Mm looking at friend of a friend of a friend of a friend's boyfriend's mother's sister's cat's Instagram all morning. And it's like, why did you do that? I agree. So definitely, I think that leads to a lack of self. 100%, I think you're right when you say your sense of self in that situation is is gone. You're not yourself in that moment. You're just some, a pair of eyes. I also, I wanted to ask you, in terms of, a very psychological, in terms of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Oh, wow, love it. How far are you from self-actualising? Or have you self-actualised? Because I have a whole thing of where my ideal self will meet my actual self and I'll know that I have self-actualised and I am being my best you. Well, because I was thinking it this morning have I self-actualised? Like, when will I self-actualise? Like, what, what does that look like? And beyond just, like, my basic needs being fulfilled, what I was initially thinking, I'll probably self-actualise when I'm probably about, like, 40. <laughs> and then I was like, how funny to say, oh, I'm going to self-actualise when I'm 40. Like, it's literally the thing that we were saying earlier of, like, placing happiness and success on, like, a later date, on an event or something. And it's also, I'm a morning person thing. It's like, why when you're 40... Like, what's happening when you're 40? When you're 40th birthday? Oh, my God! <laughs> exactly, it's just, ah. Oh, well, I'm not going to self-actualise now. Yeah. But it was actually based in the fact that... Then I got in further and I was like, well, it's not just about being 40. It's the fact that I cannot self-actualise until I've been a good mum. Wow. Okay. Love it. Do you get what I mean? And so I could self-actualise in the sense of, yeah, my 23-year-old self, for example, could look like that. But until I've been a good mum, I feel like my life's purpose and my whole scope of what I want and who I am and what I can do mm. and all of this somewhere in it needs to be being a good mum so until I've done that I can't self-actualise because it's just not the case I completely completely understand and I completely agree <laughs> kind of you're you're brought to tears I'm like wow <laughs> Stop it. I think my thing is like a bit I need to be not only a good mom but I need to be like completely successful but I don't mean like successful under capitalism I mean successful in my own understanding of success in that um have created something that I'm like really proud of and like I have like a pet cow I am successful in the way that I envision nice. my life to go yeah, yeah I was thinking this the other day I th I think I will se will have self-actualised. I think the thing I want in my life is to be mm. kind of have a home that would have one of those fridges, you know, that has ice that comes out of it and things like that. Got one downstairs. Really? Well, you've completed it, mate. Yeah. Self-actualised. <laughs> anyway, that's how stunning I want my life to be, like, so easy and, like, okay. leisurely. It's like... Because at the moment I'm having to like get a tray of ice and well, like that's really awful, fill it yeah. up and things like that. Like that's really awful. It, it's like I just want like a leisurely, leisurely life. Like I have ice that comes to my thing, like a fucking boiling water tap. I was going to say I want a boiling water tap and I don't have one of those. Yeah, just my life is so leisurely. Like that's when I think I would have self actualized. Like I go downstairs, um, like my robot comes out and like greets me. Like my alien husband, Serves like you. um, is beautiful. Yeah, just my life is so stunning. And I have like pigs in the house cows in the house a baby lamb do you know what I mean like I'm in a stable nice yeah 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 it needs to be stunning that and I live in a and I have a water park in my garden completely I agree so what stops you from self-actualizing now money well I think I, there's a lot of steps before I could even get to the place that there's a lot of stuff I need to tick off before I can live in my like boiling water tap house yeah but a lot of psychological stuff because it's not the achievement no. kind of stuff I, I think in a way that I could, I completely agree. There's loads of things that I need to have to self-actualise. But I think largely it comes down to, to self-actualise, I would need to be, my sense of self would be strong. Mm. In the sense that it wouldn't be every moment, it's a lucky dip of whatever, like, who are we going to get today? Like, yeah, what yeah. self-esteem are we dealing with today? Like, I this is it, yeah. The thing that we discussed earlier, I think that's when you self-actualised. Completely. And all jokes aside of having a fucking fridge with the fucking ice in which i do want that actually has nothing to do with it. like genuinely yeah. I, that was all nonsense no i i think it does i will i will die happy if i do not have any of that stuff but yeah. i think the thing is the lucky dip is so genius when, do you remember we said it's like we're walking on a tightrope and any gust of wind could just blow yeah. you off yeah god we're depressed <laughs> 
we're so melancholy. And then we get messages saying, you guys are so confident with a great sense of stuff. Like, we said we were walking <laughs> yeah. on a thin tightrope and any gust of wind <laughs> any gust could of wind. blow us off. We're clinically insane. Like, we're like actually hugely depressed. <laughs> but I think it's like, wh- when I'm walking on a thick tightrope, like I'm thickening my tightrope, like there's less chance of a gust of wind being able to dismantle my entire like being and life. Exactly. I think my self-actualization is that I'm not on a tightrope at all. I'm like in the middle of like a field. Like you can't blow me off. Like I've just built my own fucking like platform. Completely. I completely agree. Yeah. Security. Look at the metaphors. Beautiful. I feel like we've come to a natural close. And now let me go read that out of poetry thing and Stunning. get a load of applause and validate myself. Everyone's like, ha, ha, ha. And oh. I'm like, I want you to laugh. Everyone burst out laughing. Because it was supposed to be sad. <laughs> Um, well, that's so stunning. I feel really, I just feel great. Do we have any tips that for people? We've got questions saying, how do I become confident? How did you get your sense of self? I know we've touched on it, but it's like, do we have any practical tips? Well, let's give one one each. How did you get your sense of self? Well, I haven't even got sense of self, but I can grow your confidence. (laughs) What's that like? It's like, I can fix a broken bone in a heartbeat, but growing them back. (laughs) It's like, I can grow your confidence. (laughs) Um, (laughs) completely yeah I've mentioned this before but it's having like a proof list of things people have said to you and I've mentioned this before on the podcast I don't know when Mm. but something that I think is so stunning is creating a list and it's it's the thing of um you'll find the evidence of what you choose to believe create evidence for yourself so you can believe that like change what you're believing if you're believing oh my god that person looked at me and they thought i was ugly there's no evidence there write down get a note on your phone write down every single achievement Stunning. you've done things people have said to you oh my god i love your skirt write that down i love your skirt yeah all of these things and before you know it you will have literally a load of evidence that you can choose to believe that's my they grow grow your confidence from there just make your life easy rather than harder. So true. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, make it easier to find the evidence. Well, that's kind of partly mine. Mine was just stop fucking around. I feel like I got confidence and like a sense of self when I just thought, well, I'm just, just going to stop fucking about. Like, I've got a choice. I can either have a good, happy life or I can be fucking miserable. What do I want? Yeah, and focus on yourself. Either I just kill myself. Yeah. Yeah, or I just have a fucking good time. And obviously it's not that fucking easy. Like, not everyone's born into situations that we are. I think we do have a lot of choice in life. I also think there's... I've been doing this recently. This is really morbid and really bleak. And there's a, and I know there's going to be a group of people that hate to hear this and hate that the podcast is ending like this. Yeah, go on. Remind yourself that you are going to die... Yeah, no, love it. You're going to die. Like, that is definite. And I know that's depressing for some people, but it's also very stunning. Like, it's liberating. You have one, one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. <laughs> so, yeah. literally, you can choose to live that one life before you die. Also, you don't know when that's coming. You don't know. Get your head in the game. So you can either worry about, oh my God, I should be a size eight. I should be a size eight. Oh my God, um, I hate my fucking eyebrows. I don't fucking know. Or you can just think, fuck that. I've got shit to do while I'm here. Like I want to have a fridge that has a fucking ice dispenser. You can fucking go get one. Have you ever done that thing where you, I see people do, talk about this a lot, where you look back at an old like picture of yourself, for example, and you're like, why did I hate this picture? Because I look fucking great. Yeah. Or you know, when I've seen girls do this a lot. I'm so fat. I'm so fat and then years later they get bigger and they're like oh my god why was I so hung up on calling myself fat when I was really skinny then it's like if only you just enjoyed your time with your life and your body however it was looking you could have enjoyed your years rather than looking back and now you can see it for what it is oh and you're still miserable you've been miserable the whole time stop fucking about it's like have you ever seen those videos of 80 year olds give their younger self advice or advice that 80 year olds yeah every single one of them it's like don't fucking waste your time thinking about oh my god that boy didn't like me that person said i was yeah. ugly that person thinks i was stupid wear the bikini apply for the job sing in public do the whole thing do the most embarrassing things you can start a podcast i just think it's like do all the most embarrassing things you can do and laugh in your grave when everyone else is bored in their graves all their little ghost is ghost fucking ass like oh my god i wish i was thin though haunt them haunt them all haunt all of your pedophile teachers dreamy dreamy oh my god that's when i've self-actualized do you know what that is haunting your pedophile teachers it's kind of like magnus leave my bumblebee alone oh my god you haven't seen matilda i just realized it's like (laughs) no but i know the reference (laughs) that's kind of what i aim to be in life yeah completely 
well thank you so much for listening guys yeah genuinely thanks 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 <laughs> sounds like i'm joking but i've actually never been more serious like thank you so much from the bottom of my heart never been more thankful this is our thanksgiving and we're thanking you big time oh big time we have reparations to pay for you guys oh big time so leave us a review on apple we say it every time leave us a re- review on apple if you want us to keep going with this shit um and share it to your story message us your thoughts message us just shower us with love we don't ask for much <laughs> yeah and also we've been getting a lot of people saying like i sent this to my friends and i'm showing all my friends it's like yeah Go show this to your friends. Discuss us. Bitch about us. We want that. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Effie. See you next week. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,